Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Some years ago, I met this young man, Nate, and he's going to be teaching today. But I met this guy when he was fresh out of Hungary, the country of Hungary, not Hungary, okay? 18 years old, I remember him coming, walking in, and it was when, um, Nate, I hate to say it, but it was when short, shorter shorts weren't in. Now they're like in, you know how the fashion goes back and forth. But he was wearing green. You remember the green shorts. I was going to say that. The green shorts, and they were like shorter shorts. And he was interning at The Rock. And he came in, and he was Miara's intern. (laughs) Sounds scandalous, huh? They're married now. They're married now. It wasn't. It all worked out. It all worked out. Praise the Lord. Miara, good job. Miara said he still is. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Miara. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I'll tell you, this is a humble, one of the smartest. He's good at everything. Makes me so mad. Everything he does, he's so good at. But the guy is so humble, man of God, worship leader, gifted teacher. And we asked him if he would teach this morning and bring the word of God. Nate, let's welcome Nathaniel Sher. Amen, amen. Let's give God praise this morning for what he's already doing. We love you, God. We thank you for your presence in this place. And we thank you that we get to go deeper. Hey, I know we just sat down, but I'm going to make a stand up. I know I am young, so I don't know what I'm doing, so you're going to have to forgive me. Let's all stand up. I just want to get the blood circulating. I know it is a little bit of an exercise, but hey, we're going back into the fall. Great time to get back into things. I know Pastor David already mentioned it. Thank you so much, Sam. Can we thank also our tech team, our worship team, all of our teams? You know, I I really do believe this, and I'm aware that you guys are still standing, so I will hurry it up. The young guy will hurry it up, trust me. Um, But I am so aware that all of our teams, we talked about Dream Team today, we're all leading in worship because worship is sacrifice and surrender. And let us not forget that the God we serve gave it all so that we can have life. The only reasonable response we have is to give God our entire, our entire lives. And so I'm so excited about this series. Hey, we're talking about praise. Somebody say, yada. 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 Okay, I want to see. Now, we talked about the Hungarian wedding. Pastor David talked about it as someone who participated. Man, this thing runs in my blood, okay? So let's, let's move a little bit. What was the next word we had? Halal. Come on, let me see you move around. I know we're in the south, but I know you can move. Come on. There we go. A little something. Awesome. Hey, and that brings us to our third word today. Nice and loud, we're going to say Zamar on the count of three. One, two, three. Zamar. Zamar. Hey, I have you standing for one more thing. Okay, we're going to read the scripture together, and then you guys will be seated. Okay, Psalm 144, verse 9 says this, and let's, yes, let's do it together. Ready, go. So I will sing praises to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Can we put up Psalm 144, verse 9? And if not, then I will read it to you. That may have been my fault. Well, go ahead and grab a seat and turn to someone next to you and say, 
I knew you yeah, I knew you could dance. I knew you could dance. I knew you could dance. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful thing it is. Here we are. There it is. Beautiful. I'm going to go. I will sing a new song to you, O oh God, on a harp of ten strings. I'll sing praises to you. What a beautiful thing it is that we are in the house of God this morning. Is anyone thankful and grateful that we get to worship God freely, that we have breath in our lungs this morning? Man, I pray that I never take the gathering of the church for granted. I know there's a lot of um, things that all of us personally and corporately can grow in, but I'm going to fight for this church, not just this church, but the church of Jesus Christ till my very last breath. That's what I was called into, and that's what I'm going to fight for, to build God's church. Um, there's something powerful. So I want us to look at Zamar again. I want to read this uh, descript, um, uh, definition to you, and intercessors be praying, because I have probably more notes that I'm going to go over today, um, but I really believe it's going to be a powerful time. Zamar, it says this. We can read this together. Y'all sound so beautiful this morning. Let's read Zamar, okay? One more time. One, two, three. Zamar. Here we go. Definition. Together. To make music, to celebrate in song and music, to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument. You know, sound is such a powerful topic to me. Music is such a powerful topic to me because that is kind of the way that I encountered God. Uh, and that's kind of the way I was opened up uh, to the Lord at a young age. Um, but I love music because it has the capacity to carry the soul of something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like just music in general, I feel like it can do a lot of good. Sometimes it can take us down roads that we shouldn't go down, but it, we associate deep feelings with music. Um, I told Miara I might not say this, but I'm going to say it because I'm from Hungary and uh, we learned a lot of random things. But in Greek, Greek mythology, uh, if you guys ever heard of sirens, okay, there are those creatures that are in the sea that tempt and lure people that are out at sea to destroy them. What do they use? They use a sound. They use song. Now, just to kind of prove my point about how significant a song is, um, what would you say the most significant document is for this nation, the United States of America? What would you say the most, maybe the, what? What would you say? What is it? Declaration of Independence? Okay. So surely the most important document in our nation, man, we all know this, right? Let, let, let's try this out, okay? Let me start reading it, and then I'm going to throw it over to you, and you guys can finish this, okay? Here we go. Declaration of Independence. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for... Wait, what? <laughs> America, what are we doing out here? No, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm proving the point. Hey, but what if I do this? Oh, say does that star. Y'all want to do this all your life right here. Or the. It sounds so cool in here. This is a beautiful room. And the home of the brick. Y'all give yourselves a hand. How many of you guys knew that song? How many of you guys knew that song? You're in choir, you're in choir, you're in choir, you're in choir. Okay, just kidding. Just, kind of, kind of. Um, our culture is shaped by music, not by documents. Uh, you, I don't, um, there's probably a quote out here on this, so, uh, but I'm just saying this out of my head because it's true that you want to change a culture, grab a hold of the music. And, and I don't mean to go into this, but, but uh, our church uh, is called to music. We're a worshiping church, as you guys know this. And I believe one of the strategic things 
that the Lord is going to use to turn this city around is through music. Yes. Is through music. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this. Okay, so let's jump in. Psalm 61, verse 8. Let's talk about Zamar a little bit. Music, sound, instruments, our sound that's on the inside of us. Psalm 61, verse 8 uh, says this. I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. It says this. So I will praise Zamar. I will sing praise Zamar to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. That's Psalm 61, verse 8. So I will sing Zamar to your name forever, or praise, that I may daily perform my vows. Now let's leave that scripture up there. This is one of the, I have a few kind of main scriptures that I want to touch on regarding Zamar. But I was reading that, um, and honestly, I had a little bit of a hard time um, preparing initially for this, because whenever I'm asked to speak, whether it's in like a small group, or we're doing something for young adults, I just open up my daily reading, and I feel like, okay, out of that, I can... Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit can speak to me. And I just want to encourage us too that there is something powerful about reading God's word together as a church, as a family. I know that um, the Lord speaks to us independently. I know that Jesus drew away to be with the Father. But if anyone could have done it alone, it could have been Jesus. He chose to roll with 12 disciples. He chose to roll with 70. The Son of Man was in community. And man, I believe that as we unify around the word of God and read God's word together, it's like this spear uh, on the, the, like the, the, the spearhead of a spear that we're able to cut through, whereas the opposite would be like a shattered, fragmented, ineffective body. So anyways, man, I got to stay on track. Okay, so I will sing Zamar to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Now, this is interesting. This is King David saying this, and he's saying that he sings praises or Zamar. Now, remember, there are seven words for praise. So anytime a particular word is used, there's intentionality to it. Any of you math wizards out here, if you divide one by seven, that'll tell you the chances of a particular word being used. So it's not even half chance, not even a quarter chance, less chance than that that Zamar would be used. So why is David talking about Zamar when he's talking about performing his vows? I believe that when David is talking about performing his vows, there's something about fulfilling the mandate and call of God on your life. Can anyone relate to this that you know Maybe you wouldn't call it a vow, but you know that you have an agreement with God. Some of you guys may even say that. Yeah, when I was a little boy, my mama told me, I made, a, I made a covenant with God over you. You may have an agreement over your life. Your life may have looked different in different seasons. You may have gone through valleys. You may have gone through hills, but you know that there is a call of God on your life. You know that there is a vow that you are called to fulfill, a promise that you are called to fulfill. And so David is saying that in order for me to fulfill my calling, I need to up my game with my Zamar. Yes. Now, there's something specific about Zamar. Again, he could have said, so I will throw up my hands so that I can fulfill my vows. Could have said, I'm going to get down and dance to fulfill my vows. He could have said, all you'll learn more, we'll learn more about all the seven words of worship. But he chose Zamar. Why is that? I believe that there is something powerful when it comes to fulfilling the call of God on your life in releasing the sound and the song of God. Let me tell you something. Music and song isn't just for the musicians. Okay? It may come easy for me because I'm a worship leader, but you need your song to fulfill the call of God on your life. And I'm tempted to get ahead of myself, but I won't. Your vow is dependent on your song. Huh? Your vow, your calling is dependent on your song. I have a little fun confession that I want to put up here that might help us remember this. It says, my song, do we have that up there? My responsibility. Can we say this together? My song, 
my responsibility. I, 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 I almost jumped out of my seat uh, when I was, hey, yes, sir. I love you, Jeremiah. I almost jumped out of my seat when I, when I caught this correlation. We actually talked about it today, and that is uh, the parable of the talents. You guys remember the parable of the talents? Ten talents, or excuse me, first was five talents, two talents, one talent. The master had three servants, gave to them five, two, and one. Five made ten, the two made four, and the one said this in Luke chapter 19, verse 21 says this for i feared you this is the, so this is the this is the one okay let me just read it for i feared you because you are an austere man you collect what you did not deposit and you reap what you, what you did not sow and he said to him the master said to him out of your own mouth i will judge you you wicked servant i love uh, the goodwill god's word excuse me translation the king said to him i will judge you by what you said I will judge you by what you said. Uh, every single servant was in the same circumstance. Yes. They both were given what they could handle. Every servant reported to the same boss. That's right. How is it that two people serving the same boss, one of them is thriving and one of them is under? Same boss, same circumstance, same situation. But the servant that had one, I would argue that the reason he missed out on his vow before the Lord is because he was singing the wrong song. I knew you were an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit. Let's be very, very careful the narrative we allow to rule our mind and rule our heart. My song, my responsibility. I'm not going to blame it on Memphis. I'm not going to blame it on my mom. I'm not going to blame it on my dad. It starts with me. I'm going to step into what God has called me to do. My song, my responsibility. And so Jesus was teaching, out of your mouth, I will judge you. It wasn't me that judged you. You said it yourself. I was harsh. You said it yourself. This city is impoverished and always will be. You said it yourself. Oh, this is the way it's always going to be. Now, I want to just, this is not in my notes, and we're going to be done on time. But Jesus, when he walked to the pool of Bethesda, when he walked to the pool of Bethesda, um, he found a man that had been there almost a long, like not, not five years. He didn't just get, he wasn't there for three years. He was there for 30 plus years. And he found that guy and asked him, do you want to be made well? What was Jesus doing? Jesus was stirring up his will again. Because he needs a new song to get up out of there. Jesus can be there and he can do what he needs to do. God can do whatever he needs to do in this city. But this city needs a song. Uh, remember the city of Egypt, which was also called Memphis? What was it that rose up to the heavens that caused the Lord to put Moses in place, to put Aaron in place? It was the cry. It was the cry of the people. We don't want this anymore. This is hard. And I want to ask us, how low are we going to wait to go until we end up crying out to God? We can cry out today. We could change our song today. We could change the outcome of our future today. My song, my responsibility. Um, jumping over some notes. I'm using self-control. I want to read a psalm. Well, how about we do this? Let's read Psalm 57. Okay, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you. And uh, it's a longer passage, but we'll have it up on the screens. I want to hone in on verse 7. But let me read it from verse 1, because God's word is amazing. Uh, Psalm 57, verse 1, it says this. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. I'm going to pause and just say, this is King David. 
who wrote this psalm. If you have a New King James Bible on the top of the psalm, it'll tell you that he wrote this when he was hiding in a cave from Saul. Now, I just want to paint this picture, too, about King David that some of us might have experienced or we can relate to is King David is a man that God put dignity on when he was a young boy. But in his environment, dignity was not bestowed upon him. His dad uh, didn't ask for him to get time off when he was doing his nine to five out in the fields, didn't even think about him when the prophet was coming over. His sons kind of ridiculed him when he went out to, uh, to support them and to give them food for the battle. Even his own boss, King Saul, turned against him when he was serving him because of the song that was sung, turned Saul's heart the wrong way. And so here King David is, the King David, who will become to be known as the man after God's own heart. Here he is, the man who is bestowed with dignity by God, bestowed with a calling by God, and he's hiding in a cave. And there are different, there are different uh, pictures of people hiding in caves in the Bible, Sometimes for fear. Sometimes we've been in a situation in our life where we've been in a cave. I'm not going, now, now I'm not throwing shade on anyone, but just go with me here. I'm not going to church. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue this relationship. I just don't have the strength to forgive again. We're in our cave. But David is not in his cave because of fear. David's not in his cave because of discouragement. David is in his cave because he's surviving. Have you ever felt like you've been in a situation where you've, 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 you, God has given you every single word that you need to have, and you're, you have it in your heart, and somehow the external circumstances are just not lining up? Yes. This is where King David is. He says this, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. He had a lot of stuff going on. I will cry out to God most high. There's the song. To God who performs all things for me. God who performs all things. Stop looking for love in all the wrong places. God who performs all things for me. It's not your job. It's not the city. It's not your age. It's time to build our faith in God who does all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. I love David's faith in the cave. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. David had a different song. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. I love the mercy and truth of God. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows. Just because you have opposition in your life doesn't mean you can't still have a song that trusts in the Lord, okay? Set on fire, teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Be exalted, O God. Why don't we just sing this right now? How great is our God. Be exalted, O God. Sing with me how great. Be exalted is our God. And all will see how. That's the song out of our mouth this morning. How great is our God. Y'all, if we were true Pentecostal, we'd be here for another hour and a half plus just singing that. Okay, we're going to keep going, though, but I'm trying to keep this practical, too. Releasing the song of God out of your mouth. Even something simple as that. God's great might, might make a difference. It will make a difference in our life. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. But this is what David says. And this is what I want us to lean on. And this is where we see Zamar again 
uh, in the Bible, Psalm 57, verse 7, it says this, my heart is steadfast. Can we read this one together? My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast, and I will sing and give praise. Let's leave that scripture up there. What in the world is he using the word zamar for again? Now, this isn't, this isn't David got a hangnail. This isn't uh, uh, David got his parking, parking spot taken in the parking lot. This is King David having his very life on the thread externally. Now, he has a different song on the inside, but things are falling apart on the outside. I don't know. I would choose a different word if I was going to associate steadfastness and praise. I wouldn't choose the sound coming out of my mouth. I would maybe choose, I will kneel in steadfastness before the Lord. I will lay out in steadfastness before the Lord. I will, I will, I will labor in steadfastness. Nevertheless, David, who I believe would be wise to learn a thing or two about praise, said, I will sing and give praise. I want to read this to you. Y'all, we could camp out on all these scriptures. God, God's word is so good. We don't, we don't need any kind of extra fluff to, to make this look good or sound good or feel good. God's word is good all by itself. Um, Isaiah 54, verse 1. Y'all already know it. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Why sing? Why Zamar? What's, what's, what, what's it about a sing? Intercede, O barren. Maybe that's what I would have put there. Uh, uh, get your prayer life back together, oh barren woman. Sing. 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 I, I believe that one of the greatest temptations when you're sick, when you're shut up, when things are bound in your life, is that one of the greatest temptations is not to break out the song of God over your life. Something even as easy as singing. How? Anyway, keep, keep on going here. Okay. Sing, oh barren. Break out. Hey, uh, I said to you guys earlier, my sound, my song, my responsibility. I have another one for you guys, and this is powerful. My song, let's put it up there, my survival. My song, my survival. You want to see the thing God has put on the inside of you live? And I'm not talking about current dreams. I'm talking about dreams that we have let die. Dreams that we have let fall asleep. Dreams that we've just gotten weary to believe for. You may not be a woman, so you may think, okay, a single barren doesn't apply to me. But we all have things in our life that God has called us to birth forth and birth through. Do you think God made us, made you as like, like, like a secondary or just an accident? Every single child of God has, an, has a significant purpose and call of God on the life. I'm trying to shake up the song in our hearts this morning and to remind us that we need to sing to see the life that God has put on the inside of us come to fruition. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be how many class, you know, when I was, uh, uh, um, uh, go, uh, going through our first pregnancy. That's how they say it in Hungarian. It's not our first pregnancy. It was Mira's first pregnancy, but we, I don't, y'all help me. I'm from Hungary, so I might say things a little funny sometimes, but we were pregnant. She was pregnant with Nate, and we went to these classes, and they showed us how to stretch, and they showed us how to breathe, and all this stuff, and it was awesome, but the thing that's going to bring your child to life is the song of the Lord. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a season in my life, and I, I remember right now where I was standing the carpet I was walking on, and I just remember singing, uh, not, that's another one. I'm like, there, there's, there's few soundtracks to my seasons, you, if you guys know what I'm talking about. But I remember I was singing, so teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. 
When I cannot stand, I'll call. Jesus, Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Our song, our survival. David knew to survive great, insurmountable odds. Let me tell you, the greater the calling and purpose of God on your life, the greater the opposition. So if you feel like a pushback when you try to pursue the Lord, that is confirmation that you have hit the enemy's radar. All right, last, last point, here we go. My song, my choice. My song, my choice. I want to read you guys a scripture. Of course, I want to read you guys a scripture. We're reading you scriptures. Psalms 27, verse 6. Y'all, I, now I really need to exercise self-control because we can be here all day about this one. Psalm 27, verse 6. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Yes. You can sense the victory. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, we don't sweep the challenges under the rug. I guess depending on how you look at it, you know, we can play around with semantics. But it's not about denial. It's about, it's about singing a new song over the situation. Yeah. Enemies are in there, but my head shall be lifted up yeah. above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer, this is what just, anyway, therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy. The Bible be tripping. Are you kidding me? Sacrifices of joy. How do you sacrifice joy? Like, how do you sacrifice a smile? Can anybody relate to this? It costs you something to put a smile on your face. It cost you something to show up to work again and again and again. And you'll be praying to Jesus for five years to get you out of that job, but you're still there, still with a smile on your face, sacrifices of joy. If you want breakthrough in your life and you're not willing to pay the price that you're called to pray, then let's, and I mean this, you know, with a touch of sarcasm, so understand me, but let's not believe for great things from the Lord if we're not willing to bear the great sacrifice that comes with it. And God's grace is sufficient for me, for all of it. God wouldn't put you into a situation that he didn't give you. God wouldn't call you to be a mom if he wouldn't give you the grace to raise those kids. God wouldn't call you to start the business if he wouldn't give you the grace to find the person for accounting, find the person for the prototypes, find the person for the marketing. God's not going to call you to it if, 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 if he's not also going to give you the grace for it. And David knew this, even in a cave. But this is what Psalm 56, 27 says. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Yes, here's the word again, messing me up. I will sing. Yes, I will sing Zamar to the Lord. I didn't know music was so deep. I didn't know music was so much about my calling and my purpose and my survival and my choice, yet we're so haphazard sometimes about the music we allow into our life. And I'm talking about, I mean, we can, we can do this across the board, y'all. We can filet mignon this thing, or filet mignon, that's not right. We can filet this thing. I told y'all I was from Hungary. Y'all are going to have to bear with me. But I say y'all, so, uh, so y'all, <laughs> filet it up. Phileo fish. Uh, man, tempted to go into story time, but I won't. Because we need to beat the Baptists to uh, Hattie B's, so we're going to get out of here. I'm just kidding. We can laugh at church. I love, anyway. 
Thank you, Jesus. Grace. Grace. I will sing praise to the Lord. Is it possible that as you, again, I'm, I'm looking at the word zamar and just the context that we find zamar again and again and again and again through the Bible. Is it possible that in order for us to fulfill and to pay the price that God has called us to pay, it's going to be directly attached to our song? Yes. Is it possible that the reason that maybe we've been hitting a wall is because we need to change our song, the frequency of our song, what we allow in our ears, the people we hang around, the soundtrack of our life, of our heart. They, they never do it right for me. They always, and all those things may be true. But, and I say this with, with loving kindness, if that's our song, then that's, that's the mountain that we're gonna die on. Yeah. And you can read through the Bible, children of Israel, they had the wrong song. It was better in Egypt. <sighs> my song, my choice. Um, I just want to touch on the word worship here just for a minute. First time we ever see the word worship in the Bible. My favorite, one of my favorite times we ever see worship in the Bible is uh, when Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go. I love the sass in that. Uh, my son, Nate, okay, my son, Nate, Junior, y'all have seen him probably, curly hair, runs around, uh, Messenger of Satan to buffet me. I don't know, but uh, we're, we're uh, but he's sweet. He's sweet for y'all sometimes. Um, uh, any development that Miara and I have gone through, marital growth, we we, we uh, credit it to our children. But I but I remember, I am so getting sidetracked. Well, anyway, um, he, he, I was I was reprimanding him one time. I'm like, you're not gonna do that again. And my son, he grows up in church. He hears the church songs, and I'm like, Nate, you are not gonna do that again. And he's like, it might get loud. <laughs> and, uh, and for those of you who don't know, that's like actually a worship song, it might get loud. So my son is rebelling against me with worship songs. But that's what, but that's what Moses said to Pharaoh, let my people go. Let my people go that, that, that they may worship me, right? But the first place that we see worship in the Bible is out of the mouth of a man named Abraham. Man. Don't, <laughs> don't you think that worship is like a King David music thing? Worship. Okay, let's stay on track. Worship. This is what Abraham said. Number one, he rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, Genesis 22, 3. Going to worship. He said, I'm going to worship. He rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey. What is, what is, that, that is a mindset that my song, my choice. I'm choosing to worship God. I'm choosing to surrender. I'm choosing to sacrifice. Sacrifices of joy, right? Jesus, for the joy that was set before me. Abraham, for the, for, for the joy that was set before him, going up to Mount Moriah. Genesis 22, verse 5 says this, and Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. Worship. We think about worship, and we think we think we read that, and it's like, okay, yeah, Abraham went up to Mount Moriah to sing a slow song. Abraham went up to Mount Moriah to sing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Abraham went up to worship, to sacrifice, to lay it down. Worship transforms the environment that's around us. Sound will shift our atmosphere. Let me go over these three points again. My song, what is it? My responsibility. Number two, my song, my sacrifice. 
And number three, my song, my choice. Y'all, no one's going to make the choice for us. I mean, we have amazing, amazing things going on at our church to help us grow deeper in the Lord. We have freedom groups that are starting August 30th. I encourage all of us to jump into those. Freedom is not just for those who are on the fringes. We all need freedom in one area of our life or another. The only person that can't get free is the one who isn't admitting, willing to admit that they need freedom in their life. But classes are great. Church is beautiful. The gathering of the body of Jesus Christ is a beautiful thing. But only one person can really sing your song. I'm so grateful for intercession. But if you're going to cross the finish line at some point, you're going to need to sing your song. You need to, you're going to need to change your song. What I love about Zamar, too, talking about instruments, is it happens its definition, the plucking of an instrument. And it's funny how vibration works, because when I, when I hit the string, you can't When I hit this string, if your ears were plugged up, you can't physically see the sound moving. I mean, you can see the string moving, but you don't see the vibration going into your eardrum. It's just interesting how God created, we pluck the string, God produces the sound. He put it into creation. Just open your mouth, let his breath fill your lungs, let his song fill your life, Watch your, watch your family change. Watch your situation change. Watch your situation stay the same for another nine years and you still have joy in your heart because God is doing a miracle. Let me tell you, our song is not contingent on the outcome. David wasn't saying, I'll sing to you, God, if you'll get me out of this cave. No, I already know I'm blessed. I don't need a cave to know that I'm free. I don't need the approval of Saul to know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have a song in my heart and I'm gonna sing it out today. I believe God is great. I believe God is good. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Put the Lord. Put the Lord. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast. Yeah.